All right, welcome to the latest episode of Data in the Hallway. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel, who's back home in Netherlands. Glad you got back home safely after your your journey through the Americas. Uh, and also happy to have our colleague Ahmad Ghazal uh, joining us from Southern California. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and today the topic is we wanted to talk about benchmarking. It's it's something that not just in database industry, but um, uh, in in high tech indus- industries in general, whether it's hardware or software, it's it's a very popular topic. Ahmad, it's it's good to have you. Uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know what you do at Pincap and 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 your experience in in the database industry. Sure. So nice to see you guys, uh, Ray and Dan. Uh, yeah, I, I joined uh, PinCab uh, a few months ago. I'm a distinguished engineer with the database group. Uh, I mainly look for uh, performance problems. I look at roadmaps in the query optimization and in the SQL engine performance, uh, trying to improve the performance of the system, make it more scalable and more reliable as well. And I've done this type of work uh, all along in the past uh, with Teradata, uh, with Oracle, uh, Facebook, and Huawei as well. Cool, cool. It's 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 great to have you. Yeah, you and I like maybe had a had a Zoom call about a month ago. I, I was really interested in in the work you're doing at PinCap, so uh, definitely want to have you uh, in our podcast series. Uh, I mean, the first question might be a little obvious. Uh, I don't know how people would, would think, but I mean, in, in your opinion, what is benchmarking, uh, particularly in the in the database industry? Like, That's a very good question. So benchmarking in our context is, is a system, or you could think of it as an application, trying to simulate uh, a business problem or a real life problem. Uh, and it usually consists of uh, uh, end-to-end applications. So we're talking about a data model with uh, specific data in that data model. So you could have a, a system database, um, you know, tables and yeah. and columns and and what have you that represents a uh, some data. Uh, and then you have a workload definition. So the benchmark includes our workload specification that says, you know, we have these queries and this is how you run them and how frequent you run them. And then on top of all of that, you have a metric that measures a, the performance or whatever metric you have. Usually it's really performance in our in our uh, interest uh, that measures the performance of the that workload. Um, and in many cases, the metric also includes price because that's the bottom line. You want to see how much performance you get for how much money you pay. So price performance is uh, typically the metric. Benchmarks needs to be uh, repeatable uh, and measurable. So that's very important in the definition of a benchmark, especially if you're trying to use it for comparing different vendors or, or different systems. Cool, cool, nice, yeah, nice, nice summary, especially for uh, for people in in the database space. Uh, this might sound like a cynical question uh, because I mean, some people, I mean, sometimes view, I mean, maybe for a good reason, like view benchmarking like somewhat skeptically. Um, 
and uh, you know, people probably have different reasons why. Because there's even a joke that goes, "There are there are lies, there are lies, and there are benchmarks." Right. So I, I you know, instead of the, the worst statistics, but uh, I mean, it's you, you know, benchmarking's been around for a long time, and so the question is, like, why do we need benchmarks? I mean, you you you, re- you talked about uh, you referenced some of the points in my previous questions, but. Why is it still prevalent and why is it still important? Okay, that's an excellent yeah. question. Uh, yeah, so I think I see the need for benchmarks for in two main areas. One is for vendor selection. So for, for a user or customer, um, you know, a very simple way, if there is a way, uh, a fair uh, system or method that they can use to choose between uh, different solutions, uh, and then they can consider the the price performance, and based on their need, they can pick one. And in the past, many of these uh, benchmarks, standard benchmarks, were actually used by uh, uh, government um, uh, bids, and and uh, and even some large companies. That's the way they pick a vendor. So vendor selection is one key problem uh, for for benchmarks. The other one is really for uh, internal use. So you know. Uh, most database systems, they want to know uh, how much a new release is better than a previous release, right? How much performance improvement. Sometimes they use that for pricing as well. Um, so they, they need to have a system they can compare performance across different releases, across different configurations, and so on. Uh, the second sub-point internally is really performance regressions. And this is very important. Um, especially in databases and query optimizations, uh, sometimes you you may have you may have done an improvement that actually caused a, a regression, a performance regression, and you need a way to figure out that you have caused a performance regression. So benchmarks internally can be used for that for that uh, aspect as well. Cool, cool. So, would uh, would you use the same benchmarks as a database vendor? Is that like a as a customer that's looking for different vendors maybe uh you mean uh there are different benchmarks for different customers no what, what i mean is that like as a database vendor you're looking at your own product so you have, have your own like benchmark and as a d- customer you might have like a set of vendors and you could use the same benchmark for that or you could use a different benchmark that's more um, fitted to like your use case. Okay, that's a very good question. I mean, usually the second one you mentioned is really what, what people call POC. So the, the customer, they have a proof of concept system. Uh, and then that's that's one method people use for vendor selection, but that's usually a costly option. So, so these, these benchmarks are used to kind of uh, make it easier or simpler for the user so they don't have to build this POC. Sometimes it costs millions of dollars uh, for for a company to build this one and then try different, uh, you know, different solutions to pick from them. Um, That's, I mean, these days, that's the majority of companies, that's what they do. But there are some who say, no, I just want to use a standard benchmark or a benchmark in the, you know, public, that'll be good enough for me. Cool. I mean, th- I mean that leads to sort of uh, my next question. I mean, g- g- great segue. 
Um, I mean, what are some of the, like, cause obviously developing your own based on your workload is, is pretty costly. So what are some of the prevalent like industry benchmarks that are well known in, in the database space? Like, yeah. Uh, so the, you know, so, uh, uh, these proposed, uh, benchmarks in the literature, uh, there are quite a bit, um, some of them, they came from uh, academic research, from conferences and journals and stuff like that. And some of them came from, there's an organization called TPC, Transaction Processing Council, and that uh, publishes uh, standards uh, based on different uh, problems. So they have, they have benchmarks for transaction processing, some they have it for analytical processing, some of it trying to measure the power as a metric, uh, you know, the energy consumption uh, and so on. So, so they, they have a variety of, of benchmarks uh, out there in the industry and in the, uh, in the research community. Some of it is also a collaboration of the two. Um, so that's, that, that's a kind of benchmark. So the, the, only, the only one that does standards per se is the TPC uh, Council. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've been, you know, I had been away from like data analytics space for a long time until like a couple of years ago. Like even I remember like, you know, the TPC dash, like whichever benchmark, TPC, C, H and different varieties. Like, um, so yeah, it, it's, um, so, yeah, I mean, so want to sort of transition towards, uh, I mean, you've been looking at like a different benchmark since you joined PinCap. So, you know, it'd be great if you can sort of share with the audience, like what, what you've been doing and, and what kind of new benchmarking uh, frontier that you've been looking at. Uh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, in the past, uh, you know, I, I really was mm -hmm. interested a lot in the AP benchmarks or big data, mm -hmm. and I was was one of the founders of the TPCXBB, a uh, big, big, uh, it's called Big Bench. Uh, but uh, since I joined PinCap, uh, given that we are an HTAP uh, database company, uh, I was looking specifically at at uh, HTAP uh, benchmarks, uh, which is you know still within the context of uh, database benchmarking, but specifically in the HTAP. And there are. There has been uh, quite a few attempts on this. Uh, we think there are still gaps in these solutions uh, that we would like to improve on. Yeah, I mean, I think for for the audience and and Daniel or 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 Ahmad, both of you can kind of chime in here for for audience members that are not familiar with the HTAP like acronym. Like, I mean, you could tell us like briefly what that is and uh, uh, you know why we're sort of interested in this. But, Sure. Yeah, let, let me give it a shot. And I think Dan maybe yeah. can, can correct me here or add. Right. Yeah, so uh, HTAP stands for a hybrid uh, transactional analytical processing. And it, it just means that uh, you have a database solution that tries to address both OLTP, online transaction processing, and analytical processing as well from the same uh, system uh, uh, combined. And that that really solves a problem for many users who have to use in the past, have to use different systems for doing transactions and doing analytics as well. Cool. 
Yeah, I think the whole um, key point there is that if you have like a transactional system, say for your tel telco, you have call data, you want to like re record all the call data directly. So you need low latency. But if you then in the end of the month need to like uh, do a bill billing cycle, you want to have like a billing cycle that um, runs in like a limited number of days uh, without affecting uh, all the other uh, queries that you're doing on the same system. So I think usually uh, these systems are like split in a transactional and an analytical system. But if you run this on the, on the same system, like there can be a lot of crosstalk uh, between these kinds of uh, operations. So I think that's a quite difficult uh, thing also to benchmark correctly because there are so many different uh, characteristics that people expect from the queries. Some queries should be blazingly fast. Some should be uh, taking maybe tens of minutes, maybe uh, an hour. Um, should still be able to run. Cool. So. Yeah. So how do you approach, uh, like, I mean, you're almost like working on, I mean, you are like working on a, like a brand new benchmarking. So, you know, I like, how, how does this work? Like, who do you work with? And, you know, I don't know if there are any previous work that was done, uh, by other companies or other organizations, but, uh, uh, yeah, I feel it's, it, but feel free to tell us about some of the history or some of the work that that's been happening and, Etc. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so there has been some work uh, uh, or few attempts on the edge tab uh, benchmarking, and uh, a lot of those they were trying to glue the AP and the TP, the transaction processing benchmarks, the analytical processing benchmarks, and they just tried to glue them together which doesn't really represent, um, you know, real life cases. So quite a few benchmarks that they try to glue the TPCH, which is an AP benchmark and the TPCC, which is a transaction processing benchmark. So, uh, so these, you know, these are quite kind of uh, quick and dirty solutions that did not help much. Um, recently, there was two interesting papers uh, from academia, um, and uh, they were trying to propose new benchmarks and, uh, you know, stay away from gluing uh, benchmarks together. But, and I think that's, that's good progress in that direction, but uh, there are gaps, in my opinion, there. Um, yeah. One key aspect in HTAP um, is uh, is really the uh, the online processing. Um, there is uh, there is a need usually for these lightweight uh, an analytics that uh, the user expects to have either real time or in few seconds. Uh, that was not addressed in these uh, benchmarks. Uh, also, another another thing we, we we've seen in uh, our uh, customer cases and maybe Dan knows more about that, is the high QPS. Um, typically, we have a high, high QPS compared to, uh, you know, a, AP uh, benchmarks. That was not really addressed in these benchmarks. Um, and also, one thing that really bothered me, I've been, I've been in this space for a while, and people just 
reuse over and over this retail model. And I think it's being, you know, it's time to come up with something more uh, interesting, uh, represent, um, you know, the real life uh, use cases we have. Uh, the retail model was a good uh, problem that was used by the TPC. Retail, we're talking about products and customers and orders and suppliers. Mm -hmm. and that. Um, so that's another, another maybe, you know, uh, negative point about these benchmarks. Um, there is one from, from the Chinese Academy of Science also that have used, you know, financial uh, application uh, and, and retail as well. But it's, again, it's reusing uh, existing data models that was done for a different purpose. So in, 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 uh, in PinkCap, what we are trying to say is that we've seen Web3 as a very good use case for HTAP. And okay. we're, try we're thinking to leverage that for a new proposed benchmark. Uh, we, and there is, you know, there is good public data out there for, for Web3, like Ethereum, for example. Uh, mm -hmm. We can leverage that data model and the data itself. There is no issue for privacy. Uh, data is, is really a good representation of the problem. And, and then we can, um, we can uh, create a benchmark that addresses the gaps I mentioned before, focusing on the high QPS, the online processing, and trying to measure different varieties of the complexity of the queries. The focus more on the simple queries with high frequency, but also uh, also have a some uh, complicated queries represents the the ex the end of the spectrum of the AP uh, workload. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think it, I I was I, I was thinking about like not just database, but like a lot of vendors have the similar like e-commerce de demo, right? With the same like a product information, pricing changes, et cetera, et cetera. So I I think people have gotten too familiar with it, but uh, like you said, Akma, it's 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 uh, it's 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 pretty like a simplified in terms of like what the application is trying to do, right? So I think getting a more realistic applications, like especially in emerging spaces like Web three, I think that definitely makes sense. So. Um, so, I mean, which other like organizations or or companies have you been working at on on this initiative? Like, if you don't mind my sharing sharing like other organizations, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, right now we are collaborating with the Chinese Academy of Science. Mm -hmm. uh, they have uh, created this OLXP bench, mm -hmm. uh, which is an HTAP benchmark proposal. Which, mm -hmm. is, which is really good progress uh, from the initial glowing of benchmarks. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, we, can, we are working together on improving this further into this, uh, we call it Web3 bench, uh, mm -hmm. which is a Web3 application. Um, cool. we, we plan to, you know, share it with the community uh, once this is completed, so hopefully in, a, in a, one of these database conferences and uh, right. as well. Cool. Well, I definitely, definitely look forward to that. And yeah, and and also like you know, as a community manager, like I mean, people get tired of me saying this. Like putting it out in, in, in into into the community and sharing with the community. That's uh, I mean, that's sort of uh, following our sort of 
uh, community DNA. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely look forward to that. Uh, yeah, I was like, while, while you were talking, like I did a co quick Google search of HTAP benchmark and there are a lot of articles and even like there's a project in the GitHub repository that like several of them popped up and including, uh, it, I think it looks like a presentation from, from dif different academic institutions. So yeah, it definitely looks like a lot of, a lot of work's been, uh, been happening in this space. So cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I think like you're going to share like I mean I assume some like the results of your research like so what will you be sharing with the community I guess I guess I I, I don't want to forget asking that like what what should they look forward to is this like a white paper or like what will you be sharing and in, in what format to 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 the public? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, hopefully, we will get uh, this published in a. In a conference, um, one mm -hmm. of these academic conferences. But in addition, uh, it could be before that or after that, maybe around mm -hmm. the same time. Uh, we will uh, share this in an open source, uh, the same open source for PinCap. Right. Uh, open source will include uh, the the benchmark specification and how to install it and how to run it and how to measure it as well. Right. Cool. Yeah. So I guess uh, look look for it in our repo. I guess pink uh, pink app repo, and uh, I'm sure we'll make announcements on this when when the work is done. But yeah, definitely look forward to it. So sure. cool. All right. Uh, and, uh, Daniel, did I like interrupt you, or I wasn't sure if you had a question that you were about to ask? But um, no, I'm fine. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, thanks. Thanks for the overview. Uh, uh, so uh, I mean, definitely looking forward to uh, your presentation and then what you'll be sharing. Uh, I mean, what the new use case for for Web three that's that's going to be uh, uh, they'll be pretty cool. And 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 whenever community members sort of sort of watch this, I mean, we definitely want people's feedback. I'm sure when when the work is published. So. Uh, I mean, this is sort of our, our, our sort of, I mean, it sounds like our, our initial foray into this, but um, I'm sure there'll be a lot more iterations. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be the yeah. start uh, rather yeah. than the end of it. Yeah, we want to share right. it, get feedback. Right. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, and I, if, for people have, that have been listening to our previous episodes, we'd like to close uh, with the closing trivia for uh, with, with all of our guests. And then as people can see from uh, from the background of Ahmad, I mean, you live near the ocean. So to, uh, uh, I, mean, I mentioned Southern California. Tell us where you are and tell us something about the area that 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 that, that you really like or you're proud of. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I live in Redondo Beach uh, for the past 25 years. It's a great beach city, uh, great schools, um, top weather. Um, right. Uh, and, uh, you know, L.A. area itself is, is really exciting and rich and uh, has a lot of diversity as well. And one interesting fact about uh, Los Angeles, uh, some people know that, some don't, is that uh, the Hollywood used to be called Hollywood Land. So 
the the uh, Hollywood sign was actually called Hollywood Land in 1923, and then the H itself fell over time. Uh, in, uh, in 1947, the sign was uh, revamp revamped, and they just dropped the land, so it became just Hollywood. So many people oh, don't wow. know be called Hollywood Land rather than Hollywood. Yeah. I did not know that. Like as as long as I've been living in California, so that's cool. So yeah, and yeah, I have yet to climb to where the sign is. That's something I think a lot of a lot of people want to want to do, like hike to where the Hollywood sign is. But ho hopefully, I'll get a chance to do that soon. So well, uh, Ahmed, well, thank you for your time, and we might invite you back when your work is published, and then we got. Uh, feedback from the community and maybe we'll have a follow-on episode on 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 uh on on your work on the hdap benchmark uh efforts so and daniel good good to see you and we'll see everyone in future episodes sure thank you ray thank you dan thank uh, you, ray. we will uh, touch base again for sure once we have web3 bench uh yeah. finalized cool awesome Good to see so much uh, much progress in uh, in benchmarking. I think that's uh, needed. Yep. Cool.